Welcome to the podcast for ambitious women. I'm your host, Dr. D. Franey. If you're a leader, innovator, or change maker, you belong here. Because around here, ambitious women are encouraged to have big, bold, unapologetic goals and dreams, and given the tools to execute and achieve them without the pressure, hustle, overwhelm, or burnout. Ladies, it's time to unlock your potential. Oh, hey, 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 how are you doing, ambitious ladies? I hope you're having a beautiful day today. I'm really excited to talk to you about long-term goals today and why they can be so dang hard to stay committed to. Because this conversation has been coming up a lot lately in my one-to-one coaching calls. And so if it's helping them, I know it will help you too. Do you guys have a nice 4th of July celebration if you're in the United States? Are you having a good summer if you're in the Northern Hemisphere or winter for all of you in the Southern Hemisphere? Yeah. All right. So long-term goals. In order to achieve long-term goals, these are ones that are usually more complex, take a bit of time have multiple steps, multiple layers, nuance, um, complexity, multiple objectives, uh, milestones, that sort of thing. These are the type of goals I'm talking about, whether they're business or personal, it doesn't matter. Long-term goals basically violates all of your brain's survival programming. And that's the TLDR for why they can be so hard because you're basically fighting against your brain's operating system. But we're gonna go into why and how to work with your brain rather than against it. How's that sound? Okay, so first things first, let's talk about your survival programming that is directly in contradiction to the behaviors that are necessary to achieve long-term goals which are discipline and consistency and um, going for the long-term effort, right? So first and foremost, our brain likes to maximize pleasure, minimize pain, and be as efficient as possible so that more of our time and attention and our focus is allocated to keeping us safe from danger, safe from threats. So your survival programming dislikes uncertainty. It doesn't like things that are different. It doesn't like change, even though sometimes in our rational human brain that has all of the logical thinking, we know the change is better for us. Survival brain doesn't want to change because that takes a lot of energy and there's a lot of uncertainty because it hasn't been there before. And there might be tigers that are going to try to eat us. And that's unsafe. So survival brain, do the things that feel good, maximize pleasure, eat, sleep, procreate, you know, things that keep us going, surviving, evolving as a species. That's why it can be so easy to lay on the couch and watch Netflix instead of getting up and going to the gym, right? (laughs) Because in the moment, pleasurable things are more desirable to your brain. Our brain wants to minimize pain. It doesn't want to do things that feel 
bad or harmful. You know, don't touch fire. Don't jump out in front of cars on streets. But a lot of times we equate the behavior, the work, the efforts that long-term goals requires as pain. Ugh, I have to go to the gym. Ugh, I have to study. Ugh, I have to write that paper. I think if anyone has gone to college and worked on a degree, um, that is a, a great example. Like We're going to stick with this one for the rest of the, the podcast episode. Working on a undergraduate degree typically takes four years of time, um, eight semesters or quarters, depending on um, which college format you go to. There's lots and lots and lots of steps along the way, right? It's usually around 120 credit hours, depending on the program, depending on the institution. And most classes are three to four credit hours, right? Some are two, some are one, whatever. That's a lot of classes to take over a long period of time. That is a long-term goal. Lots of objectives, milestones, things that we have to complete along the way. A lot of times we assign so much dread to each of the smaller parts of the goal. Ugh, I have to study. Ugh, I have to write that paper. Ugh, I have that midterm. Ugh, another quarter. Ugh, right? So we're creating a lot of dread and pain and our brain wants to avoid pain. So just the way that we think about long-term goals and the effort it requires, you can see why that makes it even more challenging to get up and do the thing. Now, a lot of us in college forced ourselves to show up and get it done. We use a lot of pressure, we use a lot of punishment, um, we use a lot of force to just do it because we knew we needed to get it done. And so we've created that kind of habit in completing our goals. The older we get, the more complex our goals are, the less clear the path is, the more nuance there is, the harder it is to use pressure and pain and force and hustle and all of that to create the result. So the long-term goal doesn't feel good. It isn't immediate gratification in the moment, right? Long-term goals are requiring us to prolong satisfaction, right? Usually it's because if I do this thing that takes a lot of effort over time, I am going to increase satisfaction and enjoyment in my life. But that means that you are trading short-term discomfort in order to create that long-term satisfaction. But our brain that likes to maximize pleasure wants, and also based on our society, <laughs> we've all been trained to have to desire instant gratification. So we want to do the thing that feels good right now, and we want immediate results. And when we want immediate results that feel good, again, that's contradictory to achieving long-term goals. You know, think about all of the, the diet industry is a great example. Like just take this magic pill and then you don't have to eat better and you don't have to work out, <laughs> which ultimately, if you want to lose weight, if you want to be healthier, what you put in your face hole and how you move your body is 
the most important thing, but those are slow. They, those don't give us immediate results. And so that's why it's very easy to be like, oh, I, but I can just take that pill or I can, I can do this quick fix. And that's why we get so sold on these things that don't ultimately end up working. So brain wants to maximize pleasure, have instant results. It wants to minimize pain. So anything that doesn't feel good, anything that doesn't feel like fun, anything that sounds like dread, it's going to avoid like the plague. Anything that feels like it takes a lot of effort, if it takes a lot of attention, if it takes a lot of focus, if it um, creates a lot of uncertainty, that also is going to cause your brain to spin out and make you not want to do the things, right? So this is why sometimes these longer term goals feel like you are fighting against yourself to show up and do the work because you are. An unsustainable solution is to force yourself, to pressure yourself, to punish yourself, to withhold reward until you do the thing. But that is only a short-term strategy. It's not sustainable and it's not going to help you win over the long term. So this is how our brain basically operates that makes achieving long-term goals very difficult. Maximize pleasure, minimize pain, be as efficient as possible, minimize uncertainty. Now, another factor that makes this even harder is when we have challenges within our foundations for goal achievement. I've talked about this in a previous episode, actually a few of them. So you can dive deeper into the specifics of each under those episodes, but there's the foundations for goal achievement or achieve every goal is one of the episodes. And then your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your people and your relationship with your goals. A couple other really good ones to help with that are goal shame and goal abuse. So we already know our survival programming, our brain doesn't basically doesn't want us to do the effort that it was that long-term goals require. And then if we have challenges in our relationship with ourselves right? We're using our goals to prove our worthiness, to um, show that we're worthy or good enough. If we have a lot of self-negation and self-denial and don't take care of our needs, our physiological needs, our emotional needs, our mental, physical, spiritual needs, it's going to be really hard to get ourselves to go and do the things with any sort of consistency and discipline when we have a messy relationship with our goals, right? Where we beat ourselves up over goals that we didn't achieve in the past. Um, uh, If we have a toxic relationship with failure, where we decide that we are a failure rather than someone who experiences failed attempts. If we put so much pressure and punishment on ourselves over our ability to achieve rather than focusing on learning and growing and implementing and evaluating and, and it being a a process and not single um, experiences. And if we have challenges in our relationships with our people, where we have a hard time having healthy boundaries, where we're saying yes to everything rather than our our priorities, Uh, if we don't ask for support, if we don't share our expectations and needs with the humans around us, if we're trying to control all of the other people around us instead of working on our own shit, that also gets in the way of our ability 
to show up consistently with discipline and belief in our ability to achieve a long-term goal. And then you layer on the complexity of the goal. You layer on the cultural conditioning that you have around the goal. You know, again, like weight loss is another one of those great things. There's so much crappy cultural conditioning about food and what food is good or bad, um, what you should put in your face hole or what you shouldn't, um, about what's the best type of diet to eat, what's good diets, what's bad diets, what's the best diet to lose weight quick. Uh, and then don't even get me started on like exercise, right? Like there's so many different people saying, no, you should do this. No, you should do that, right? So cultural conditioning that is layered on top of the complexity of your goal, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your people, your relationship with your goals and survival programming, another layer that makes it challenging. And then we look at your habitual thoughts and behavior. How are you currently showing up automatically without even thinking about it? If your habits don't support the change that you want to create, that is another layer in your brain that is working against you to create the long-term result that you seek. So it's our survival programming. It's our cultural conditioning. It is our habitual thoughts and behaviors, and it's our foundations for goal achievement, our relationships with ourselves, our relationships with our goals, and our relationships with our people. All of these things, if they are amiss, any one of them is going to make it even more challenging. But we can learn to work with our brain. We can clean up the cultural conditioning and decide if that works for us or doesn't. We can become aware of our habitual thinking and our habitual behavior and start to make changes there. We can either terminate old habits that don't work for us, or we can create new habits that do. And we practice creating new habits. We don't expect that we're going to be perfect at it right out the gate, that we can master it right away. No, we got to practice becoming the person who has that habit. We have to do it often enough to create it and wire it as a new habit that you don't have to think about that becomes easy. We clean up our foundations for goal achievement, right? We clean up our relationship with ourselves so that we have self-kindness, self-appreciation, self-celebration, self-pride, self-confidence, self-integrity, self-worth to achieve from. We clean up our relationship with our goals and realize that they are just a direction for our growth. They're not a tool to self-flagellate and beat ourselves up or to prove our worthiness because y'all are inherently worthy. And we clean up our relationships with our people. We have healthy, committed relationships with good boundaries and good communication and support. And then we learn to work with our survival programming. We hack our brain, right? Instead of fighting against ourselves, we start to rewire it and say, okay, if my brain enjoys pleasure, how can I make the behavior that I need to show up with consistency and discipline become more pleasurable? If my brain wants to avoid pain, what do I need to do to make this less painful? And how can I make this as simple as possible for my brain because it doesn't like complexity. It doesn't like uncertainty. And oh, by the way, I'm going to have to reassure my ape brain, my survival brain, that I am safe 
as I move towards this long-term goal, as I keep showing up consistently with discipline to create that outcome, I expect my brain to be scared, to throw all this doubt and confusion and other self-sabotage type behaviors as a way to get me to stop doing the thing that will create that change. I expect it and I learn to self-comfort and self-soothe so that that fear, that underlying fear, which you might not even recognize as fear, but that's ultimately what it is, we reassure our brain that we are safe and that it's okay and we can do this. So the areas that we need to clean up to ensure that we will always achieve every long-term goal and achieve these goals with less resistance, less friction in more time, one last time, is our survival programming. Work with it rather than against it. We need to be aware of and clean up cultural conditioning that holds us back or makes it harder than it needs to be. We need to figure out what our current habits of thinking and habits of behavior are that are either working with or against the change that we want to create. And we either need to break the default and rebuild it, build new habits that support who we want to become. And we need to clean up our foundations of goal achievement, that relationship with ourselves, relationship with our people, relationship with our goals. And then from there, when we've kind of cleaned up that, then it becomes easy to really focus on the belief, the consistency, and the discipline, those high-performance essentials. There's another episode on that that help you turbocharge those results and get them even faster. So it's hard to say specifically where you need to fix because it depends on the goal. It depends on who you are and how you operate. But this is something I do with my clients on the daily, on the weekly, in our one-to-one coaching sessions. And the great news is I've helped hundreds of people figure these out so that they can achieve their goals faster with less burnout and overwhelm and frustration and all that garbage. And so I promise you, if you are struggling with or having a hard time being like going all in, all out with your long-term goals, if you are um, quitting on yourself, if you have stopped making long-term goals, if you have very complex, nuanced long-term goals that seem hard to figure out, the, this is the, these are the components. These are the things to look at, clean up, and work on. And then the, the behavior, the effort, the actions, I guess, become easier to show up and do because you're not working against your brain. You're working with it. If you would like some help with that, I would love to help you. It's like, so my jam, I could geek out on this all day, every day. And nothing gets me more excited than to help my clients move past this shit so they can do big, bold, change-making work in the world. So if you want to hang out and um, see if one-to-one coaching is right for you, hit me up. There's a link in the show notes to get a spot on my calendar. We can chat and see if we want to work together. No pressure. It's just a little coffee talk. We're going to hang out. And uh, yeah, so if you want to do that, come hang out. Let's do this. And that's all I got for you today. So I hope that you have a beautiful week and I will talk to you again real soon. Ciao, ciao. 
If you're ready to execute and achieve your big, bold, unapologetic goals and dreams, join us in the Ambitious Women's Collective Facebook group. It's a space for ambitious leaders, innovators, and changemakers. And hey, you belong here too. Come make big things happen with us over at myyeslife.com forward slash group.